This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in the Podcast, Robin's Review. 50 years ago, we had a famous 1-0 victory in an FA Cup replay against Leeds United. 30 years ago, it was a 1-0 victory in an FA Cup replay against Liverpool. But last night, it was a home under the lights at Ashton Gate for another 1-0 victory in a replay against Europa Conference League champions, West Ham. A home debut for Ross McCrory, new permanent sign-in TGH, putting in a great shift and new signing Scott Twine sat in the dugout as Tommy Conway's early goal sent Ashton Gate wild. Lee's three words were another memory maker. Tommy Conway and the boys delivered another result that will last long in the Red Army's memories at a packed out Ashton Gate. Yes, West Ham looked like they would rather be on a mid-season trip. They missed due to the game, but City were on it from the start and with the exception of one great save from Max, should probably have made the result even clearer. Now to take to those levels in the league. Um, Matt, you are with me as always, and it was a great night under the lights at Ashton Gate. And for me, we were in control. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hello, mate. Um, brilliant, brilliant night. Tremendous atmosphere. Um, you couldn't fault the players. I think I'd said the day before that we needed all of our sort of players to, to perform it, sevens and eights. Um, and West Ham to have a bit of an off day. And, and that's exactly what happened. Um, I've kind of watched it back again today. Um, and actually, West Ham had some really good chances. Um, during the game last night, I did think there were periods, probably 15 minutes in the first half, where we lost our way a little bit and West Ham got on top, but didn't really cut us open. Um, when they got at us, it was really because we'd given the ball away. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think I think it was a control performance. Lots of comments around us being over physical. Um, you know, we had that after the first game. The West Ham podcast I was on yesterday said the same thing. And he was surprised at just how much we roughed them up. And I didn't see that at all. Um, you know, we'll talk about some of the incidents. I just thought we were fully committed. Um, and over two legs, more than ran out worthy winners. Yeah. Well, there was a little bit of um, of to and fro and a little bit of pushing and shoving, a bit of rugby tackling. So I thought it was high time that we got Joe Joyce back on the podcast. Joe, did you enjoy the game last night on the TV? Yeah, I did, mate. It made me miss home, to be honest. And uh, yeah, I, I thought, to be honest, I thought we did rough them up. I quite enjoyed it. It felt a bit, <laughs> felt a bit, a bit old school watching it. And um, yeah, it was a good job there wasn't a, a VAR involved as well, but it made it more entertaining. Yeah, we'll come on to some of the key incidents in the game, but I love it. I, I love it. It fires up the crowd. We've said about it before, those moments that do keep, get the crowd going, but obviously we didn't need it as much yesterday. We were going from the fourth minute in a in a sold-out stadium, so it was great to see. But uh, before we get into the football and before we cover a few bits and pieces, Joe, welcome back to Three Peeps in a Podcast. It's been a little while. How's Galway treating you? Yeah, it's been six months now. Um, Yeah, I've moved over in... Yeah, around July time. So yeah, enjoy living in Galway. Uh, the rugby side is a completely new experience. Obviously, we travel a lot more in this league. We we went from a Friday night playing at two degrees in Edinburgh until the next minute we're on a plane to Africa playing at thirty five degrees at altitude. So it was a bit different than Why? than the Premiership. But uh, yeah, enjoying it, it's a new experience and what's made it a lot easier. 
my wife Lauren, she loves living here as well. So that's made it a lot easier. It obviously would have been difficult if she got a bit homesick. So yeah, <laughs> luckily that was good. Yeah. Oh, good, good to hear. And uh, Friday night, I think it is. It's Connacht versus Bristol Bears. How are you feeling about that one? Yeah, it was always going to happen, wasn't it? We had that <laughs> when our draw was happening in July. I just knew it was going to happen. And I think about three seconds after we drew Bristol, we got a text off Pat as well. So yeah, I feel like I've been waiting for it for a long time. I've been trying not to think about it because obviously we've had important games building up to it. But the closer the game has got, it's been hard to try and focus in the moment. That makes sense. So uh, yeah, Monday was weird in the meeting, reviewing Bristol, being there <laughs> a long time. But now I'm just looking forward to it and catch up with everyone. And it's going to be funny. I'm going to, I'm going to be throwing around some terrible chat Friday night. So it's get picked up. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Well, um, hope it goes well for you. Just explain for us football fans what this tournament tournament is. And how would that, what would the equivalent be in football terms? Uh, this is the Champions Cup. So the, the Champions Cup is like the Champions League. And uh, at the moment, we're at the bottom of our Champions League group. So, uh, so it's the Bristol group stages. The yeah. And basically, if we win without Bristol getting anything, we go through to the Europa League. Right. So... Um, we got to stop win and stop Bristol getting a point. Uh, but Bristol still got a chance of staying in the Champions League if they beat us <laughs> by a certain amount of points as well, or again, okay. completely. So there's a lot riding it on the weekend. So um, at the moment, we're the, we're the Celtic of the Champions League, so we need to, <laughs> we need to win. Uh, right. <laughs> oh, excellent. Well, wait, what should we be watching on? And when is that? Is it Friday or Saturday? Friday night. Friday night. Okay, Into brilliant. Sports. Well, all the all the best, I think. I don't know quite what to say, really. Yeah. Um <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um so yeah, we've we've gone through uh, the, the the game last night. Let's do our talk club check-in. Um Joe, how are you out of ten today, sir? Well, my fee I'm feeling nine and a half. Obviously banksing off last night, but also that half a percent is me jealous I went there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was on my phone on Twitter scrolling yesterday, looking at all the videos, all the banks around the ground and yeah, all the moments. That's... I missed. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was brilliant, wasn't it? No, nine point five out of ten for Joe, Matt. How about how about yourself? I, re- I reckon that's the highest we've ever had, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm probably um, I'm probably an eight. Yeah, if I was going half eight and a half, so more of a nine than a seven. But I'm going to go an eight. Yeah, I'm going to go eight. Uh, I. I couldn't sleep last night. I don't think I got to sleep till about 1.30 just because of the buzz. There was so much content coming in on BBC and Twitter. And, and yeah, it was just, just on a high. And it just shows what football and following your, your team can do. It can just give you that buzz and give you that adrenaline. And, and yeah, it's been, um, it's been a good day today as well. So, yeah, good scores all round, which is great to hear. Um, there is a podcast competition in in the running for tonight's podcast as well. Um, Longwell Records, Ian Aitchison, who has been on the, the regular show a number of times, has uh, given us a £30 Longwell Records voucher. So if you're into your vinyl, they're over in Kentsham, go and check them out. But also does a lot of merchandise as well. Some really good stuff from uh, street artists and things like that. So a £30 voucher is is available for anyone who retweets this episode on X. More details over on our Twitter, at 3PIAPC. Um, a little bit of, of news transfers and things like that going on at, at the club. On the, the weekend's podcast, we spoke about Andy Vyman. Um, we pretty much knew at that point that it, he was going to be leaving on loan to go to West Brom and effectively on Sound of the City said he didn't expect to play again. Uh, very emotional, um, lots of out, outpouring, five and a half years service. And we wish Andy uh, the very, very best of luck. 
And um, hopefully at some point, Matt, he can come back and experience that round of applause that he richly deserves. Yeah, I, I really hope. I kind of probably wasn't the right game last night for, for him to kind of give his farewells. But definitely listen to his interview um, on Sound of the City um, because he, he was really quite emotional. Um, clearly a, a guy, you know, he understands the business. You, you can understand he just doesn't want to leave does he you, you can tell he knows the timing's right but he loved it here he talks about his kids really lovely social media sort of video of his kids growing up almost um at ashton gate so yeah it, it, it was a great interview and, and obviously we all wish him well really nice guy joe obviously he's austrian and uh has Birmingham sort of roots as well, but shades of of you leaving Bristol Bears with great great service to the club. He he must be feeling, and we know he's he's feeling emotional about it. Any any thoughts on that from your perspective? Yeah, I think in sport, any time over three years is a long time. So to spend five and a half, is it five and a half years? Yeah, I think, yeah. and obviously time as captain as well. When you mentioned about his family, but I agree. I think the time is right. He probably ain't getting the minutes he want, and yeah. He's important that he captains on the field all the time as well. And and let's, let's, be, let's be honest, he's probably one of the biggest earners as well from the CV he's had, the career he's had. And you look at the direction the club are going with the age range of players are signing yeah. and the savings they've made. I just, I reckon, I've not listened to Sound in the City, but it sounds like he's very upset, but understands. Yeah, he, he, he was emotional, um, but he he absolutely got it. I think there was also a contract thing with it as well, Joe, that if he played so many more games, it was triggering a 12-month contract extension. So he kind of knew that that wasn't going to happen and he wants to obviously play for Austria in the Euros. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Definitely. And then you've got TGH deal being made permanent, which obviously with West Brom involved in that, there would have been some permutations, I'm sure, with the with the Andy Vyman loan deal. Yeah. So that's obviously great that, that he's secured his place. Um, and Scott Twine coming in, Matt, as well, on loan until the end of the season. Yeah. Um, from what James Piercy put, it's not with a deal already in place from a, a permanent signing, which is kind of the way we've tended to operate when, when we've done any kind of business like that. Um, Liam Manning knows him, doesn't he? He knows what he's about. Um, it, I was interested in some of what the BBC was saying last night um, about Tommy Conway's runs and the number of times he made runs and the ball didn't come to him. You're hoping that Twine is going to be the player to do that. Great to see him on the bench last night and already integrating with the, with the lads. So, um, yeah, I'm excited by his, um, his signing. I think he could be one of the missing links that, that could hopefully help us sort of, you know, move up the table. Yeah, another another good sign-in coming in, Joe. And we've been calling out for set-piece specialist for a number of seasons. Um, we've, we've never, haven't had one for quite some time. Really important to be able to have a player like that in the team. Yeah, it is. I think we talked about earlier, the games where we struggled, the Prestons, uh, Berman and Mill, we've, when we got the ball up, we can't, we didn't seem to have that attacking midfielder who can score a goal or create a goal. And, creating goal set pieces, dead ball scenarios are big parts of the game and that could take us to the next level then, and that's what we need because I, th I think Knight's done a great job. I don't see Knight personally as someone that's going to be in that 10 role and create yeah. score goals. He's, he's he's another grafter and any ball of energy in the middle of the park in my opinion so to have another yeah. bit of technical ability to helping out Tommy Conway and the front players I think I think it was an important signing. I think they've nailed it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. 
We look forward to seeing him in action, possibly on Saturday. Um, one final bit, uh, Seb Palmer Holden uh, was man of the match against Eastleigh yesterday in another replay, uh, which sees Newport County versus Man United in the next round, Matt. It does, and sees another sort of Bristol connection, albeit the other side of the city, with um, with Graham Coughlin, who's in charge there. Um, and listening to his interview as well, he's a massive Manchester United fan. Um so listening to him sort of talking about that, it, yeah, I mean, he'd listened to on Talk Sport, really good interview. Um, but yeah, he sort of went when he said, you know, could you think of a shock? And he's like, listen, come on, you know, let's be serious. But yeah, it's uh, another good listen. So yeah, I mean, brilliant for Seb. What, what an experience that is. Yeah, fantastic. Right. Uh, okay, to the game then last night. Two changes, McCrory and James coming in, Knight and Bell coming out so City lined up O'Leary Tanner Viner Dickey McCrory Williams James as captain Campering Gardner Hickman Mermetti and Conway and trying to make sense of that in terms of the formation was the, the head scratcher for the yeah you know, the hour before the game but it looked to me Joe uh like a 5-2-3 in defense and a 3-4-3 in attack and a bit of a surprise to see McCrory getting a start yeah, I thought it was good though. So I think as brilliant as uh, Tanner is defending their right hand side, I feel like he he lacks a bit going forward, didn't he? So him pushed a bit more inside. He's seen the best of his def- defensive abilities, and McCory can get up and down, couldn't he? And it's been good to see that he waited a long time. I think sometimes the chemistry because he's not played with the team a lot. He lost the ball a few times, but I think that's just going to come with games. I don't doubt his ability. I felt like there was enough there to be excited about, even though he did give the ball away a few times, but. If I've been out for that long and not played in that in that team a lot, it's going to happen now and again. So I thought it worked well. It was a nice balance to having a great defensive shape and then in transition, we looked dangerous as well, didn't we? And that's with the sort of players we got. So Yeah. Matt, on McCrory, uh, Liam Manning constantly talks about being brave. He certainly looks like a player who's going to wear brave on his sleeve. Brave art, isn't it? Yeah, I think probably the very first passage of play, a ball got played up and he put his head in where I'm pretty sure others wouldn't have bothered and the ball, the ball broke for him. But I was just going to sort of say to Joe, what what is it like, Joe, having a, had a layoff that lengthy to then get back in and play the first game? Because you always sort of, you hear about, yeah, he's been working hard in the gym, in the training, get 60 minutes. And even last night I heard some fans going, you know, oh, well, why don't they keep him on? But you must surely can only play a certain amount before you are absolutely gone. Yeah, I, I've had two big layoffs, and one of them I missed a whole preseason. Right. And the first game of the season was against Bath. You know how much that means? I was chucked straight in to start. Right. Whoa, that's big trust from Bath. But saying that, the the atmosphere at Ashton Gate was sold out, the adrenaline, you just get through it. And I think yeah. last night, he, with the occasion it was, he just got through it and he came off around the 60 minute mark like I did. Yeah. <laughs> so he probably yeah. just started feeling it. and... But uh, you give the, the S&C department and the medics, they'll be so up together now. All this, they'll be logging his training. They'll be seeing when he starts to flag in training and what markers is it. And they probably planned before the game 60, the 60 minutes. Jason Knight was um, uh, Ill. apparently ill during the week yeah. as well. Well, that was the thing. Every, everyone was sort of, oh, Jason Knight, what's that about? And then you realise he's ill. But also, having watched it back today... And I don't think I'd heard it or seen it anywhere, but Jonathan Pierce said about um, 
Ross's injury that it was a pelvic bone injury yeah. or infection and that he had to have some of the bone removed. So that makes you think, Jesus, yeah, what a, you know, what yeah, that must have been like. about the massive scar that he's got as yeah. well. Yeah, and he was talking about he's never, ever known pain like it. And so it was in a, a hotel room in Bristol um, and just did not know what to do with himself. So, you know, huge credit to the, the, the lad to be able to come back like that and put in a shift like that. He's going to be massive for us. Just watching him talking last night and, yeah, as Joe said, really brave Um try stuff so yeah it's going to be a great signing i think yeah looking forward to absolutely looking forward to seeing how he links up with uh with with tanner uh, and and the, the formation as well matt last night it was something different to what we'd seen before you had um it was gardner hickman and mametti sort of either side of conway wasn't it yeah um mametti almost had a, a i mean he was sort of playing left but almost had a bit of a free role but i think it was because um, and we talked about it with george but because we kind of were in the three with cam on the left ross on the right pushing forward it gave us that greater impetus and i still don't think we we necessarily created enough and we didn't give tommy enough but that will come and it's certainly if you've got twine in the 10 as well um but yeah i thought it we, we looked really really good going forward i thought yeah, it was definitely more width with McCrory yeah. was on the touchline, Cam Pring was on on the touchline, and yeah, it, it just it just all seemed to work. And and we know that we play better against teams that come at us, which we knew yeah. West Ham would. Um, it's just will that work against a Birmingham, against a Preston? Is the question, it's, I guess. It's how you you break them down and unlock them. That's going to be the key, and that's maybe where someone like Twine comes in. Um, but yeah, it, it felt a much it was a more enjoyable watch last night, wasn't it? Well, I think anything would have been more enjoyable than Saturday, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was a more enjoyable watch because of what they were doing. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Right. Let's get into the minutes then. So third minute, Zach Viner squares the ball to Dickey, who is a little deep, but nevertheless, Zach should look up and see where he's passing the ball. This sets up the chance for, for Danny Ings to latch onto, but Max O'Leary comes out really well, gets the ball with his feet, but also sends it down the field to Mavropanos at the right-back position. Tommy Conway, at this point, you can see on the replay, he is anticipating what's going to happen next. It's a back pass. It's a weak back pass. He latches onto it, touches it around the keeper, almost goes down, but shows tremendous balance and composure to slot the ball home for 1-0. And what a start, Joe. Tommy Conway there stays on his feet. If he goes down, it's probably a penalty. The keeper might get sent off. But to stand up and really calmly, even with Zuma rushing back, slots it into the net. Yeah, I, I was screaming, go down. As soon as he got a hit, I was in deep, go down. Uh, he'd done well to recover himself. He, he probably knew the opportunity he had, didn't he, to yeah. score it from there. That finish looks so simple, doesn't it? But he took off. He's taken an extra touch, took an extra touch. But yeah, he uh, he showed great composure, didn't he? And that's the anticipation he got as well. A lot of strikers wouldn't have got to that or anticipated that. So Yeah, I, I, I thought it was fantastic, Matt, watching the replay back in particular, he's gambled on that straight away. As soon as the ball's left his left his foot and and to stay on his stay on his feet. Two great goals against Premier League opposition now. Both both different, but both showing what he can do. And uh it was a fantastic start. We know we we know we get these opportunities and sometimes don't capitalise on them, but we did on this occasion. It's interesting, isn't it? I um I heard a, a, a few people talking the weekend and saying about Tommy Conway and uh, he needed to sort of perform a little bit better to to warrant a new contract with us. 
And if we sold him now, he'd be worth one or three million. And I don't know what Tommy Conway they've watched, but that ain't the Tommy Conway that I watch because I wouldn't be taking anything less than 15 if we were looking at that. Um, he talked last night, Patch, when he was being interviewed about the work he's done with Liam Manning and Hogg in terms of just picking up those little spaces and being alive to what might happen. But you also have to say, for a keeper that came into a huge amount of criticism, by me as well on Saturday, um, because he was on the edge of his area and, you know, got caught, Max O'Leary was so alive to that back pass last night and did brilliantly. Could have got hurt in a challenge, but to clear it like he did, I say clear it, he passed it, didn't he? It was a, 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 a pass from Max. <laughs> should get pass. Should get an assist, really. Um, but fair play to him. And yeah, and then it was all about Tommy Conway um, and Leon Osman. That's how I cut off here. Hello? No, you yeah, we there, got mate. you, Joe. Hello. We got you. You know, mate? Sorry, yeah, sorry. Got you now. Sorry, lads. All right. No, no, it's... That's all right. Um, yeah, in, in the studio, Leon Osman was talking about Tommy Conway and just saying how he was the standout performer. And I think sometimes, because we've seen him, you kind of don't realise what you've got almost. And so, you know, we were talking about praying last night Joe Williams but Tommy Conway puts in so much work and I'm just hoping that he starts to see the rewards with someone like Twine in there as I talked about you know being yeah. able to set him up he's making those runs let's get the ball to him but it was a fabulous finish patch um, and like Joe said he made it look easy and it was anything but easy to have that composure at such a young age it's no surprise today you're seeing him linked with three Prem teams and, and both the Scottish Giants yeah We'll, we'll skirt over that because we'll yeah. pretend it's not, it's not real. Um, right. Fifth, so except more than a million, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would take a lot of money to take him away from us. Right. Fifth minute, Joe Williams wins the ball from Danny Ing with a wholehearted tackle, but the momentum... <laughs> <laughs> but the momentum takes him through Ings and in slow motion, Joe, that were, looks worse than it probably was. But uh, we know that Joe Williams is uh, is, a, is a is a good tackler, should we say? Yeah, I I thought, I thought obviously if I was making rules, that's play on. But I think that that was Premiership <laughs> football or VAR. No one wants to see it happen, but I think he would have gone, wouldn't he? Just with the way the football is used to, but I reckon he would have made that challenge if there was if there was VAR. I reckon he, he That's knew. Interesting. He knew what he was doing. I don't so, know, uh, with Joe. <laughs> yeah, I thought. I thought the saying that the yeah the first game at West Ham, Joe Williams was putting his those uh the challenges as well. He was physical, but yeah. that one made his studs a bit too high. But you get away yeah. with him. Well, he, he, Matt, come to you. He. he... He gets the ball and his foot goes over the top of the ball and and hits Danny Ing's shin and that's what Leon Osmond said I think in the analysis. It, it's one of those patch that he, he is going in with his studs up. It's not two footed. It's one footed, but he wins the ball and his his momentum and the obviously the fact it's a round ball. His foot then just rolls over the top of the ball into Ings's calf, mm. um, who I'll be honest with you, he makes a meal of it and we'll talk about you know others players that did it as well makes a meal of it the referee's right there doesn't even book him so from that point of view but absolutely agree with joe if it goes to var because everything is slowed down mm. it makes it look worse than it really is um but i loved it i love joe williams then turning around and saying to danny ings on 120 grand a week or whatever he is like get on with it you know he's yeah Pro <laughs> joe williams is a proper player at the moment he, he is almost the first name on the team sheet with the way he's playing 
Seventh minute indecisiveness at the back leads to Viner lunging one out for a corner. Zach claims lack of communication with Max, but I wonder, Matt, if it was something to do with the sheer volume in the stadium, the 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 event. Um, but it was a little bit shaky for a little bit there. Yeah, personally, um, I don't think Max is a loud communicator. Um, you know, e even on Saturday, um, when it wasn't a packed and the atmosphere wasn't great. Um, you can hear players on the pitch. Max isn't a voice that you hear clearly when you're in the crowd. Um, so I think there was an element of that. Um, I also think Zach didn't necessarily cover himself in glory with it. and It's easy to turn around. But um, yeah, it kind of got a little bit shaky then, didn't it? Yeah, certainly. 12th minute, Mametti really up for it tonight. Shows quick feet to get past his man for the second time in a space of minutes. And he's linking up well with Campring on the left, Joe. Yeah, I think... Even when Minette, Mimetti gives the ball away sometimes, I think he's a porter and he got someone like him playing. You want to play this brave football and he is brave. He got he got a box of tricks and sometimes it won't come off. But if you're a fullback, you, you are going to be a bit standoffish because you're worried about his tricks and with Can Pring's energy and how fit he is. He's up and down all day, so you got to worry about that overlap as well. So I think that's a partnership that will develop. And yeah, I, I, I thought that side of the pitch we were bright. Yeah, Matt, the partnerships are really important for me. We've seen it over the years. We won't go back to them all, but um, you had uh, you had Mimetti and Pring. You had McCrory and Tanner. You also had later on Knight and Bell linking up really well. So Dickie and Viner. There's it's all it's all over the pitch. Sykes, Sykes and Knight, yeah, when they're yeah, playing, yeah, absolutely, it's really important. Yeah, it's, it's key, and 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 I'm really glad Joe made the point about Mimetti. Where where I sit. Um, and I'm not going to embarrass the, the lad by saying who it is, but was sort of saying about Mimetti. I don't know what he gives. You know, he's, there's no product from him in, and Trini sits next to me. We're, we were having a conversation. She was like, I bloody love Mimetti. He really <laughs> makes me want to watch him. And and I think that's it. Like, you know, Joe's saying, he, he's got that little bit of difference. And I do think if you stick with him, we are going to start to see more of that quality. And maybe someone, again, like Twine, you know, being out there as well, is going to make a difference. But when he's running at you, he's a really good player. It's just that final decision and something, you know, that's what separates the, the best from the best, isn't it? Or the best from the worst. But um, yeah, I, I, I really like Mimetti. 16th minute, Dickie brings the ball out of defence, only has Tommy Conway in front of him, squares it to Gardner Hickman, who pings a lovely curl ball Back out to Tommy Conway on the left. Tommy squares it into Mimetti on the edge of the 18-yard box who shoots high and wide. So, Matt, we've just literally spoken about Mimetti and now he's getting a chance to shoot. Just his body shape, wasn't it? He, he kind of leant back, and but got in the position. Really good connection on it. Just his, his body shape. Um, not that I want to talk about body shape, but to fire it over the bar, wasn't it? But, yeah. And, and Tommy as well, you know. Coming out wide, interchanging yeah. almost with with Mimetti as well. Um, there was almost a bit of a, a Walshy shuffle in there as well from I, Tommy. I, I didn't think we did that enough last night in terms of getting the ball in behind West Ham. Um, Tommy, a couple of times, the ball was played into his sort of midriff and his feet with Zuma behind him, um, playing down the channels and letting Tommy run at him. I couldn't believe how poor Zuma was last night. I've got to be honest with you. Um, they I certainly can, the, the fans certainly let them let him know what they, they let him know. They? Yeah, the the RSPCA will be pleased with the the, the chant, won't they? But yeah, he was um, every time he did something, that was like yeah, that's why what your cat felt and stuff, wasn't it? But yeah, I I went impressed with him, but I, I thought your point there, he, he did really well there to create that. Yeah. yeah. 
Moment of quality in the 17th minute, Joe, from Danny Ings. He finds a little pocket of space, which is a, a, a great attribute for any striker to find that pocket of space. He receives the ball, couple of touches, turns, shoots, right-footed, just wide. Yeah, I thought it was only a bit of quality I thought I saw from Danny Ings. He was quite all of a sudden quick turn, bang, it was a great strike. He was lucky it was uh, off target. But yeah, you can see his frustration, couldn't you, Danny Ings? It's just not happening for him, and uh, I, was quite, I was quite enjoying it. Well, Matt, He's really your, not popular, is he? Yeah, I was going to um, say on the podcast yeah. you went on, it was um, pretty much, and I think he got booed when he came off, didn't he? He as did well? last night. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's really, he's really not popular with West Ham fans. Yeah, interesting. Right, twenty third minute. Nice work from Ben Rama. He feeds Emerson. It's a lovely cross and a well timed tackle from Cam Pring. Um, and, and Pring sends it out for a corner to West Ham. The corner comes back in, and it leads to a terrific chance for Cornet from five yards out. Uh, Matt, it was a, a real let off that one. Yeah, it was. He, um, he's, he's got to do better there. He's got to do better there. Um, His body shape was all wrong as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it came, came in quickly, but um, you know, he's, he was under a little bit of pressure. But it's like I was saying, we we needed them to not be firing because you knew they were going to get opportunities. Um, and thankfully, they just didn't take him. But he's another one that just hasn't really done anything since he's moved there. Yeah. Uh, Joe, we've, we've played against Premier League teams before, and and you, you give them an inch, and you usually get punished. But that was a, what, a second or third occasion where West Ham haven't punished us. Yeah, it was strange. I think you said earlier, Matt, you said about... Um... We didn't think West Ham were that good, but like anytime we did have a chance, it was our mistakes. I thought yeah. I was a big fan of how how Zach Bryan has developed in the last couple of years. He's sort of become the glue, Annie. Yeah, but they gave him two or three opportunities, and they they weren't taking them. And um, yeah, and you need your luck sometimes. Sometimes in these games, um, and part of luck is people like Bowen and Paqueta pick up their injuries after they got bullied by us every week. So uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think as well, it it felt like it was a concentration thing last night. Some of the passes, in particular with Zach, um, I'm not, I, I, not what I'm going to say. It, almost like he kind of regressed to how he was a few years ago where it was a bit casual and he wasn't being sure on it. Um, and you're right, it, it, you know, it was those sort of poor passes that put West Ham on the front foot. And when you've got players like James Ward-Price in the team, they are always likely to do something. So, you, you know, you don't want to give them easy ball, do you? Mm. 36 minute, a chance for Danny Ings is well dealt with by Cam Pring. And then from the corner, it's a fumble from Max O'Leary. He kind of drops the ball. Um, City live to tell the tale as Tanner is alert to clear the danger on this occasion, Joe. Yeah, I think, I think Tanner, little little moments that he does, so many moments like that usually, he doesn't get credit for it. All people see is him sending the cross into the stand or things like that. But yeah. he does so many vital things and he loves the challenge as well. And um, I'd, I didn't really see the replay, but I felt like. Was it was Max on balance, or did he get a bit of a nudge? He was he was nudged. So you absolutely spot on. I I watched it back and last night. I was thinking, oh god, Max, what are you doing? But Danny Ings is really cute with it because he kind of dropped it. Then he went to kind of flip it up, and Danny Ings just pushes his body into him, and that then makes it look like Max has Max has fumbled it. Um, but yeah, Joe, you're so right about George Tanner. I I thought last night George Tanner's defending against a really tricky. Quality player in Ben Rama was outstanding. I thought he was brilliant last night. 
46 minutes across from deep from Joe Williams after decent build-up down the right-hand side. And Campering is just beaten to the header as West Ham clear it for the corner. And then from the TGH corner, it comes uh, to James and then to Williams and then to Mehmeti. He shoots left-footed, forces a save from Fabianski. Another corner, which leads to a header for McCrory, which was on target from the penalty spot. So a couple of chances there, Matt, uh, towards the end of the half. Yeah, um, and we'd, we'd weathered that, not not a storm necessarily, maybe a bit of a, a shower from West Ham. We'd weathered it, and then we were the ones pushing forward. And um, as that play developed and the ball came across for, for Pring, I genuinely thought Pring is going to smash this in with his head, you know, because mm. he had the run on the defender. It was it was actually really good defending to keep it out. Yeah, good delivery as well from Joe Williams. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. And on, on Ross McCrory, Joe, as well, we can see that he's going to be a threat at set pieces as well as coming forward and bombing down the right-hand side. Yeah, I think his, his presence in the team makes can make you change shape. But if McCrory wasn't fit yesterday, would we have changed our shape? Do you know what I mean? So there's more options yeah. and he's versatile as well. So um, there's a lot of excitement, wasn't there, when we first signed him? Talk about him being in the... Absolutely. A team and that injury does sound it sounds terrible. I remember I've had six surgeries now, <laughs> four of them being in the off season. And the first thing the surgeon always says to you is all the risks. And yeah. every time they go, oh, the infection risk, and is oh, they were not to worry. though only zero point zero percent of people get infection after. I was like, wow, that's how unlucky. Um, yeah, yeah. Been, so, and they are incredibly. If if you get on your especially in your shoulder, if you get an infection in your shoulder for operation, you're done. So. Yeah. Obviously, a leg might be a bit different or a pelvis, whatever it was. So, fair play to him when I heard that. Yeah, fantastic. Dent Magic, your Bristol based car body repair company. Visit us at Cribs Causeway or Central Bristol, or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace. Have you got a scuff, scratch, or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today. Right, halftime summary from Rob. A good front foot, high pressing start by us, putting them under pressure and forcing an error from which Tommy showed great composure to give us the early advantage. West Ham have definitely grown back into the game and our press has lessened. The obvious dangers is eventually they'll find space to create chances as the half wore on, a couple of half scares. If we can be braver, I think we can force more errors and I'm not convinced by Kuma at the back. Need to look to give James Ward-Price less time on the ball to pull the strings, Matt. Yeah, he's spot on. Thank you. Um, 40, 49th minute. First of all, it's McCrory going up for a header with Ward-Price and and uh, he Ross catches him, but unintentionally with the elbow. Then minutes later, it's so a coming together with Tanner and Emerson and then Williams in on Ben Rama and Ben Rama from the ground kicks out and up at Joe Williams who goes down so Williams yellow and a Ben Rama red uh, Joe your thoughts on that minute of madness yeah I think that was a build-up of of what happened at their place a few big uh, campering Joe Williams are flying to him there and then the first half was a few where Joe, I think it was a build-up of frustration of probably not getting protected like you do in the Premier League I think that's what it was it wasn't just a moment of madness I think there I was a build-up of getting roughed up and getting thrown into and not having their own way against a championship team. And it's just even little things like, um, talk about that camp. You thought Cam Prim was going to score that header before that corner. Do you see where he started from when Joe yeah. Williams made that, 
took that cross right out wide, wasn't it? He started from on the sideline, and the yeah. the work, the effort, and the physicality, and the physical attributes it took to get in that position to win the corner is all it all adds up and frustrations. And I think that was a build up of two games that red card, not just mm. a moment of madness. Matt, you watch a lot of Premier League football more so than me. Uh, is it not as physical? Well, I mean, they, they no. seem to, they seem to be complaining about it all the way all the time. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I genuinely don't think it is. I mean, they, la- last night they seemed to to question every challenge, um, and you know, Pringy did it a couple of times at, at their place where he kind of went up for balls in. Um, they they kind of connected. I've not I've not really seen a good angle of Joe Williams's challenge. Again, he he seems to be sliding in almost very similar to the one on Ings with what could have been a raised foot, but I've just not seen the angle. But Benrama, you, you know, you just can't do that. He, he he knows what he's doing. It's a moment of madness. I was worried that the ref was going to bottle it in two ways, either give both yellows or send both off. And as it was, he got it spot on, I think. Yeah. And and it, it, even after that, you know, sometimes, because I mean, my immediate thought was, oh, that's going to change the game. And sometimes you can struggle against... 10 men yeah, yeah. You, um, we, we tend to historically don't yeah, we yeah that's what I was thinking I was like oh no that's gonna like ruin the game but I still felt that we were you know in the ascendancy and and relatively in control at that point and I just thought right what we need to do now is use this sort of hexagonal formation and ping the ball about and just knacker them out and that's kind of what we did it looked really good we were retaining the ball um and and yeah creating opportunities that uh, next next thing i've got noted conway offside after mimetti delays the pass and then pring was yards off- offside shortly after joe so a couple of um instances there where if we stay on side i think we probably were in again yeah, and I actually thought when he went down to 10, 10 men, usually it would become more difficult kind of to attack teams they sit in, but I didn't think West Ham did sit in and there was more spaces for us and more mm. chances to attack. I don't know if we showed him too much respect then. I thought it was an opportunity to get to get two ahead, but yeah, it's yeah. easy to say that now because you can go for it and can see their end. But yeah, I thought there was chances for us, especially when the subs came on, the front three was changed, there was more energy, more space. I thought there was... I'm trying to get a second one, but also you'll be careful what you wish for. Yeah. We'll take the one instead. I, I wonder, Patch, whether because we had that goal, West Ham couldn't sit in. They knew they needed to score. Mm. So maybe that kind of played into our hands as well. But I agree with you. I thought the Mimetti Conway one, I was in two minds, take it on yourself or play the ball. And in the end, he delayed it too much. And Tommy had sort of, maybe his enthusiasm had, had sort of taken a stride too far. The Campering one, um, I didn't look along the line, so I thought Cam was on on at the time. Um, and as you say, I, you know, those were the start of really the number of opportunities that we had, where it was that final ball, mm. that final run. And it could easily have been quite a, a comfortable night in the end, couldn't it? Yeah. PGH having a proper wrestle now with Cresswell, and then booked for a shove to the ground on Cresswell. But again, fantastic to see. Absolutely loving that. TGH even swings his arm too at Cresswell um, after he wouldn't let him go. And if you look at the replay of that, Joe, the fourth official definitely sees it because he kind of like looks at it and goes, "Oh no." <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if it, if that's the sort of thing that looked terrible in slow motion and full speed. Did that look that bad? It might look like. Just Momentum a flailing arm. That way, but he definitely gave him a bit. Yeah. yeah, but I, I like seeing that from 
got on it, and it just felt like everyone had a bit of niggle and bite to him, and it was you know, it was working. It was, do you know what, Joe? He he was proper up for it last night. I was saying to to two of the guys by me, you watch Taylor going hit him, and he's getting in their faces. Cresswell, he was at him all the way through, um, and that passage of play, exactly that. If he slowed down. It looks like he's swinging an arm. And I think Joby McEnough, after the game, said he thinks via he would have got a sending off. Um, and, and maybe he's fortunate that he, he kind of catches him on the sort of forearm, doesn't he, as he's sort of swinging. So it doesn't look so bad. If he'd caught him with his hand, that might have been different. It might have been considered a punch or whatever. But um, again, what was really good, though, Patch, is Liam Manning, with that patch to play, he was telling him to just calm down and make sure, you know, he sort of stayed on the pitch. So, but I loved it. I absolutely loved Taylor Gardner. Especially when he just sort of threw him, to, threw, yeah. threw him to the floor and said, get out of the way. <laughs> he was literally, I don't care that you've yeah. played the games you've played in the Premier League. You're on my patch now. I'm not yeah. bothered by you. You know, I'm, I'm putting the performance. So, yeah, I loved it. 66 minute excellent save from Max O'Leary. Cross from corner and Susek on the volley from six yards. Max tips over. Joe, absolutely no doubting at all Max's stopping ability, um, particularly from close range. His reactions are incredible. Yeah, I, I, I still remember that game with, was it three, four years ago. It was against Villa when he had about four or five of his reaction saves. He seems to be brilliant at them. But. I remember that play paying out and that ball was probably on a bit earlier, wasn't it, for Suchek? I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And eventually yeah. came in and yeah, it was a brilliant reaction save. And I love how he makes a big save and he's, he's emotionless. You never see any diff. He's got the same facial expression. Max O'Leary, if he made a brilliant save or a howler, you don't see his face change, do you? No, you don't. No, it's you a don't. really interesting one, isn't it, with, with Max? I'd like to see a little bit more character, if you like, a little bit more aggression towards the defenders a little bit more vocal i think that's one area where he can improve it's yeah, yeah. i think everyone's, everyone's different. go on joe go on there you go on joe Sorry, i was gonna say like um is is he might not be able to afford to go from like changing to emotional levels his way might be just complete focus and staying there yeah. all the time you never know you've heard um who came out aaron ramsdale came out recently and says he needs to engage with the fans he needs to engage with the option players so he's in the game all the time where other keepers might need to be just focused all the time. But yeah, yeah I agree with you. Even like, it's not good to see when like Max and Zach Viner have like communication issues when they literally grew up in each other's pockets as well. So that wasn't... And, and yeah, good point. And, and usually there is that relationship, that almost telepathic relationship, Matt, isn't there, between the two of them? But last night it just seemed seemed a bit uh, on a different frequency at, at times. Yeah, it, it, at times it did. I mean, I, I think again... It, it speaks volumes for Max that um, A, you can come back from a howler like on Saturday, and I know there was debate with some as to how much you sort of apportioned to, to Max with that. Um, but he pulled off, a, I mean, that was a fabulous save. I know it's centre of the goal, but the speed of the move, the the, the power of it. Um, and I do think, exactly like you're saying, if he makes a mistake, you wouldn't know that he's made a mistake a minute later. And if he makes a brilliant save, you wouldn't know that he's made a brilliant save a minute later. He's just that level of bloke, his, his sort of personality, his character. Um, I really like Max. And it was funny, um, a couple of people that, that we know were sort of saying that he's the kind of bloke that if you were in a fight, he'd be hidden in the corner. And I think that's maybe slightly unfair. But he's also the sort of bloke you'd get to do your homework, where he is that kind of level-headed, you know, as it is. And, you know, we, we were having a debate saying, weren't we, about um, 
do we need an experienced goalkeeper, taller, commanding? I, I love Max. He's, he's absolutely my number one. I mean, there's not a lot of choice. But I'll still get back to it. I think he needs real competition. And that will make him an even better goalkeeper than he is. But there aren't many. I so, can uh, name you a championship. Again, if you can hear me. Yeah, yeah we got there. you, mate. Yeah, we got you, mate. Sorry, I keep cutting out. Sorry, lads. I mean, you are, right. you are in a different country, Joe. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I just think with Max that he's... Um, He's, he's a, a really, really good keeper. And I can't give you another name of a championship goalkeeper that I would have over Max O'Leary at the moment. Yeah. Any views on that, Joe? I mean, competition for places. We've got Stefan Badgick, who's only played one game. Um, at, but if Max O'Leary d- does get injured and Stefan has to come in, he's going to have to get up to speed pretty quickly. Yeah, I think that's something. We've Even going back to um, Cottrell's days, we've never really had... We've had like a, a almost like a number three, a number two, haven't we? I've always been nervous what for years watching watching us and if our keeper gets an injury, it's only when we had like a two year spell of Bentley and O'Leary, you sort of, you you relax a bit, didn't you? But I don't like the situation where we don't know what our number two is like, do we? Mm, no, absolutely not. Yeah, but it's but Max, but yeah, Max has been a bit like a bit like Zach. Like people weren't sure for ages, really, years maybe. They weren't yeah, sure. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And yeah. then and then all of a sudden uh, you're picking a team and they both quick. come through together. Yeah, Shane yeah. <laughs> from Bath, mind. There's a Shane from Bath that we'll take up. <laughs> Brilliant, love it. Right, uh, then the bounce around starts. Seventieth minute. I just got bounce around the ground. Um, Atio, that's uh, obviously weren't South joining Stan, in. Yeah, but yeah. Southstand, Lansdowne, uh, Dolman. It's a it's a fantastic sight. Fantastic to see. And uh, I don't think I don't think many people have seen it before. So it's uh, it, I think we'll get a bit of association with that. Um, just after that, Tanner, Tanner uh, to Taylor Gardner. Hickman inside his own half. He drives forward with little to no resistance from Emerson. I don't know if you if you watched that back, but Emerson just lets him lets him yeah, go past. Him go. Really yeah, yeah. weird. Like he's literally doesn't want to be there. Lovely right foot flick from TGH. Well timed run from Wells, and his shot with power was saved by Fabianski. Um, so that was just before that. There was. Um, the substitution as well. McCrory coming off for Sam Bell and Conway coming off for um, Naki Wells. And Wells was straight into it, Joe. Yeah, I, I think uh, football's changed now as well. I think the modern, the, the old, the old tens and the old forwards, uh, you didn't have to work so hard, but I think you can't carry anyone now in championship for everyone's got other legs and for a time when the subs are perfect, even though Conway's had a brilliant game, he worked the socks off and then, when Cornick and Wells, when they come on, they just run, don't they? They just they just run and create things and make things difficult. And uh, yeah, I thought Wells looked dangerous as well. Yeah, uh, absolutely. He's, yeah. he's been a bit unlucky this year. If you look at his appearances and goals, you think it all oh, no, but he's not been poor, has he? No, he just no, no. Up, he's he's up, had that injury for a while, and then he's now he's coming back in. And there was a little bit of a spell where it was Wells or Conway, and a bit of a almost an old old uh, alternative appearances, but. Um, Seems to be Conway. I mean, we coming up. We're going to have so many games that I might. You might see that that flick between the two, and that might be Matt. Why Conway came off in the 60th minute to give Naki half an hour, um, and give Tommy a bit of a rest because I think you know people would have been a bit surprised to see Tommy come off in the 60th minute. Yeah, um, but it kept the energy levels up, didn't it? Um, Naki looked really, really at it. I thought, um, 
And your point around the number of games, Liam Manning said that about Matty James, didn't he? That, you know, he'd rested him over Christmas because, you know, the, the sheer volume of games and stuff. And it was just the fact that TGH and Joe had been so good against Watford that, you know, he's kind of struggled to get his place back. But it's what you want. You want competition for places. You don't want anybody feeling like they're comfortable, do you? So, no. um, yes, it's, it's good to see. I think McCrory coming off on the 60th minute um, as well Pretty would have planned. been, yeah, yeah, absolutely would have been yeah. expected. Yeah, Joe's point has to have been, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, 74th minute, Cornick and Knight on, TJ to Mimetti off, and Knight straight into it, Matt. Uh, shot on target, but soft. Uh, obviously, he he's said, you know, uh, Liam came out and said pre-match that he was um, ill, but he showed no signs of, um, of, of an illness when he came on. No, he's, he's just all energy, isn't he? But um, going back to that kind of 10 position, it's not natural for him. He's, he's shooting. There's another, there was another moment we'll probably talk about where he goes through and drags his shot. He's just not, you know, he, he probably should be scoring more than he does because he gets in some really good opportunities. What I love about Jason Knight, he's got that um, really good habit that when the ball gets played to him, he's able to move his body so that the defender's gone. He's not touched the ball and he's created a huge amount of space for him. So, um, it's been a brilliant season for Jason Knight, you know, to, yeah. to, to play at that level week in, week out. It's superb. Yeah, for, for me, Joe, with, with Jason Knight, he we, we described Masengo as a bit of a, a rot, like, Rottweiler with the ball. You know, he, he will make turn away, make space, and very rarely will he, will he actually lose the ball. Yeah, well, not being part of Bristol Sport, now, I'm going to probably tell the truth about Masengo. I wasn't a big fan <laughs> Fabricingo, <laughs> I thought he he kept, he kept the ball. I just didn't know what he was. He's like he looked pretty in the ball, but never created anything. Never scored. He just if he was a possession based team, he's good to have. Because yeah. he reminded me of remember is it Leon Britton at Swansea? Yes, well, yeah, yeah, he the little ball yeah, a lot. Yeah. He keeps it ticking around the back. But um, I think with Leon Knight, he's more aggressive. He does get assists. He does get the odd, the odd goals, and he's physical and. You sort of know what sort of player he is. With um, so I know what you're saying. No, he does keep the ball and uses body well. But um, yeah, yeah, he's been brilliant, and obviously living in Ireland as well, I get to watch more <laughs> the national games. He's um, he's very highly rated in Ireland as well. And if you watch his performances for Ireland, like you can see why he's had top games against teams like France, and he's he's been top in those games. So yeah, uh, you, he you worry as a as a selfish Bristol City fan that he goes away and and puts in those shifts for Ireland and yeah. what impact that's going to have. But it doesn't seem to, Matt, because he's got that energy, he's got that that battery that, that doesn't seem to run out. He, he just seems to be one of those players, doesn't he? They can just go and go and go. So I was going to say, then we used to say that about Ireland, Joe, and his name's completely yeah. gone out of my head, but the lad that we've just signed... Um, Adam, Adam you, Taylor, is it? Adam Murphy. Adam Murphy. Adam, Adam Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. Have you have you heard anything reports on him over there or? No. Well, on like local articles and stuff, they were saying yeah. that he was going to maybe Man City or interest. It was some other big yeah, club. Or yeah, yeah. In yeah. So and there's there's another Adam Murphy as well who just signed for <laughs> for Newcastle thing, and he's had a few games as well. Yeah. Uh, this ad, the, the Adam Murphy we've got was playing for St Patrick's Athletic. Yeah, yeah, um, in Dublin. Yeah. So, yeah, it remains to be seen whether we'll see him feature it this this season or not. 
to yeah. be honest. Um, Matt, on well, just, just whilst we're talking about Masengo, obviously I know you were a big fan of Masengo. Yeah, I, I quoted, he, this lad will go to the very top. <laughs> well, <laughs> get a great song. <laughs> I um, did. Yeah, I, I just wonder, like, what is going on with Masengo in terms yeah. of that Burnley? He's been on the bench a couple of times. I think he's featured and scored in the under-21s. But why did they sign him if they're not going to give him a chance? He, he's, he's not a kid now, is he, in terms of his the, the games that he's played? Um, I would... I'd be surprised if they don't load... If they're not, not the player, I'd be surprised if they don't loan him out um, to potentially a championship side. Um, or maybe even a, a, a lower sort of Premier League side at the moment. But you're right. It, it's for him. It's done absolutely nothing for his career moving to Burnley, other than I guess he's probably playing with you know, better players or training with better players. But it's almost like they um, bought him in preparation for relegation and, and being in the Championship next season. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if someone like company would would planning think, ahead. I don't think the company <laughs> would think like that. But I know. I know what you're saying. But yes, it's. it's I thought it was going to be a really good move for him. I thought company would get him playing. You know, again, a lot of us have sort of said, I wonder what sort of player he would have been under Manning. You know, Joe saying about getting the ball and keeping it and mm. playing it in. He might be a really good fit for Liam Manning. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it is a strange one. It is a strange one. Okay, right, back on track. 79th minute, Sam Bell plays a lovely one-two with Jason Knight, gets his cross into Naki Wells, who couldn't control his finish, and it goes wide. So, again, Joe, Naki getting into good position, but that relationship there between Bell and Knight was was a joy to watch for that sort of five, ten-minute period. Yeah, it's, it's especially there's so many little combinations now, aren't there, that mm. seem, to be, seem to be happening and growing, and they just need to keep growing and... Uh, yeah, was, was that the strike that went from about twenty-five yards out when it went just over? Is that the one? No, no, we'll come on to that one in a second. It was it was at the near post, about six yards out, and it just went to you know just went wide. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's good to see him though. Naki Wells, to be fair, he reminds me of a uh, of Ian White. If he has a sniff of goal, he just hits it, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he's and he hits it as hard as he can. So I'm dying for him to stay fit and get a few goals because. Championship season, the rotation is important as well. If you keep playing Tommy, eventually you'll, you'll burn out as well. 88th minute after a couple of quick blasts of pace from Harry Cornick. It's another chance for Naki Wells. Knight and Bell once again linking up well. And this is the one, Joe, that you were talking about. It's Naki Wells left-footed, uh, just over over and wide. But it was it was certainly close, Joe. Yeah, I thought it was, it was, it was travelling, wasn't it? It, got, it seemed like it was getting closer and closer and closer. But, um, yeah, it was... It was it was a great strike. It was a weaker foot as well, wasn't it? You said it was a weaker yeah, it was. foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I I do want to see more of him, and uh, it was great to see subs come on and bring on that energy. Because I think beginning of the week when Liam Allen's thinking, how do we beat West Ham? You think technically are we gonna, are we better than them? No. Uh, they go to set pieces like more process delivery. No. And then you think, where can you beat them? And have we got energy in our team? Yes. Have we got physicality in our team? Yes. And I felt like. They were putting flat-out energy, much physicality as he can, and as soon as that sort of died off a bit, he went, bang, here's three or four subs that can bring it on again. And I think, I reckon in a week they would have said, our emotional levels and emotional levels and our energy and our physicality, that is a way to beat this team. And I think it worked, and the subs helped as well. Very good point. Yeah, excellent. Um, right, Matt, the attendance, 25,616, I should say. Um, and they were all with there to witness... Another memorable night at Ashton Gate. Yeah, yeah, tremendous night. Um, you know, again, 
Liam talked about afterwards, but I thought the crowd was superb. They they as a as a grind were singing nonstop, um, and it's that bit that we often say on here that if the players are up for it, the fans are up for it, and the two feed off each other. And that was for me very much the case last night. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, and everyone likes to see a bit of pyro at the start. Yeah, yeah, of course you love a bit of pyro, don't you? I love a bit of pyro. Uh, I mean, yeah. rugby boys used to get it all the time down Ashton Gate, didn't you? The pyro at the start, we get it, we get it very rarely. The what? Sorry, the the, the pyro. pyro, the 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 flames at the start. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's more to do with the TV games. Obviously, the Premiership rugby was on TV quite a lot, and all of a sudden yeah. there was no TV game. Where's the flames? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little for show, I think. <laughs> Brilliant. Love it. Right, Matt, over to you. Um, we've had a number of ratings coming through. We're, we, we're starting to do this now where, um, so Matt does his ratings out of 10. Six is an expected performance. Um, and yeah, we ask people what the average player rating will be. Uh, you'll give us the minimum and maximum. And then at the end, you'll tell us who won. And we've yep. now got some Three Peeps merchandise, some beer mats, Three Peeps beer mats here. Uh, that will go to the one who gets closest. So, Matt, over to you. Yep. So we've got we range. We had fifty three people that had uh, given an average. We range range from seven, which was Josh, Brian, and Sam, right up to eight point seven six, which was Chris Chard. Chris does go high. She ought to know me by now. And I think you've discounted the people who went like ten or eleven. Yeah, exactly well, the elevens. And I I appreciate their enthusiasm, but yeah, it is out of ten. Um, and we, we also we had, got one from Joe, have we? Yeah, I don't think. No, no, we'll get one from Joe before we go or before we start it. Um, also had a, a couple of an eight point five from Andy Grant and eight point five five from Dan Healy, um, and friend of the show Shane O'Connor, um, and an eight point four five. But I think that's because Shane got married on the weekend to his uh, his lovely other half Zoe. Oh, so congratulations, congratulations to those two. Shane. But I think he's probably still on a high. Um, I did ask him. He got married on Friday. I did say, I can't believe you're going to get away with a honeymoon in Preston. Uh, and as it was, he didn't. He didn't. So, <laughs> but yeah, congratulations to them. But I think he's still on a high with the 8.45 there. So go on, Joe. What are you giving us as a rating? So what's the rating for overall performance, you're saying? Or for... So a- average player rating. So each player marked out of 10 with six being what we consider to be. Yeah, they had a good game. That was what we'd expect. 7.5, I would say. Right, okay. Let me just put Joe in there. I've had uh, yours, Patrick, haven't I? Yes, you have, Matthew. Okay, thank you. Joe, 7.5. You need an assistant. Well, I've only got adding one in, isn't it? It's got, you know... <laughs> multitask. You should it's be on Max by now. Come on. Well, it's, it's Time is money. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. So, we've got... You're listening to Three Peeps in a Podcast. Three Peeps in a Podcast. Robin's Av- Review. Average rating of 7.68. Okay. All right. So, right. yeah, there we go. So, um, and feel free to, to, to chip in and challenge. Um, so, for Max, I went seven. Um, it could have been an eight because of that save, but I would probably be giving him an eight because of that save. Because there were there were a couple of moments where, you know, with the communication, but it was above what I expected. I'm kind of giving him that seven because of that clean sheet. So yeah, hence the seven. Um Ross McCrory, I went seven. I thought as a debut, it was tops, and you could you could see that there's a player there. The fitter he gets again in his his post match, he said that he's he's literally eighty percent fit, 
um, he knows there's more to come um, and I'm excited by that. So um, gives us different options. Um, add into the mix that Sykesy will be coming back hopefully the weekend as well. Um, it means you you know you're starting to get that that strength again in depth. So yeah, Ross I went seven. Um, on the other side, Pringy I went nine. And man of the match, um, I'll go earlier. I thought Pring was outstanding. Um, Joe talked about his energy levels, but he was just up and down non-stop, physical, made a couple of really good defensive challenges that, you know, stopped the ball from kind of making it an easy chance for them. So, yeah, I thought I thought Pringy was superb last night. And, and the last couple of games is right back at the Cam Pring levels that we expect. A nine without a goal or assist. Yeah, that is pretty impressive. It's a big statement, isn't it? It's a big statement. Joe Williams has had a couple of nines, so yeah. Uh, are you happy with that nine, or do you want to? Well, I don't know. I, I I I was a little bit a little bit shocked. Um, really? I I probably would have gone eight for Campering, but if Joe's happy with nine, then uh, I am. I know we talk about this game, but over the both legs, I I give him a nine because this is a top Premiership team, and yeah. he has looked under pressure. And one on one on one situations, he's. Going forward, I I think it actually worried me because our, our track is on TV. I thought, yeah. oh no, is Conway and Pring gonna be our next Alex Scott? Bobby Reeves are gonna be going soon. They're in the market, but <laughs> yeah, I wanted to have a few stinkers near the end because I, I want to keep them. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going nine. Um, Robin Zach, um, I went to sevens again. Clean sheets, performances against a a, a prem team. There were moments with both of them, I thought, where concentration levels gave the ball away with with bringing it out. Um, I didn't think either of them were any better than the other, but I thought both were. Again, you, you've got to look at the opposition you're playing against and the way that they, they sort of dealt with it. So I went I went two sevens for them. Um, and George, I went an eight. Um, and I, I, you know, I'm not I'm not going to say I'm not a George Tanner fan because I am, but I get frustrated with the fact that he doesn't go forward enough. But you could see last night that with him linking with McCrory, he was getting beyond the halfway line. But I just felt defensively last night, I can't recall Ben Rama really getting around him at all um, and putting any kind of danger in there. He seemed to make so many blocks um, and interceptions and putting the ball out for play. I just thought it was a really, really good defensive performance from George. Mate, you're still there, mate. We got you back, mate. Yeah, we got you back. I just say, Joe, I've given... George and eight, I just thought he was defensively was was really good That's last really good. night. Okay, um into midfield. Um so Matty James, I went seven. Um I thought Matty had a really good game, very steady like he is, calm, allowed probably Joe and Taylor to to get more of the limelight and uh you know be be the stars on TV, but um, I thought it was a really good captain's performance from Matty James last night. And then Taylor, I've gone eight. Um, I thought it was a strong performance from Taylor last night. Um, really, in, as I say, in their faces, Joe talked about, you know, Liam Manning saying, what what would we need to do to win it? He was one of those setting that tempo and not letting them settle in, um, being right in there. Um, this one might, might be slightly controversial. Controversial is too strong. But Joe Williams, I went nine as well. I just love Joe Williams at the moment and the way that he went about it last night. He was taking no prisoners last night, Joe Williams. Um, And maybe it was a bit of a fine line. You know, in other games, he might have seen a couple of yellows. 
all, you know, I know he got one. He might have seen a couple of reds. But I just felt with Joe, he was just non-stop, was driving the team forward. Um, and it's a, it's a no-brainer at the moment, Joe Williams, in the, and a new contract. Um, the, the way that he's playing at the moment is, he's, I can't believe he could be in any better form in his career than he is at the moment. On Dave, on um, uh, Joe Williams, I think Dave Fev said earlier that that was his second booking in the FA Cup, so he misses the next round of the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I've not seen the club announce that, but yeah, I saw that, um, which okay. would be a shame. Yeah. Um, and then moving forward, so Anis, I went seven. Um, Sam Bell, I went seven. Um, I thought Anis was trying different things. Didn't always come off, but I think he was causing them problems. Liked him on the ball. Um, and again, you know, he, he created a number of opportunities on another day. He himself could have had a couple of goals. Um, Sam Bell, when he came on, kept the impetus, kept the, the, the drive going forward, as you say, linked with, well with, with Jason Knight. Similarly, Naki Wells, I thought when he came on, did really, really well, created a couple of chances. I went, I went a seven for Naki, debated an eight um, because he did have a couple of chances. And then Tommy Conway, I went eight. Um, the, the goal, really calm, personified, but also the runs that he was making. And when you've got pros in the studio like Leon Osman and Joby McEnough talking about him in the way that they did, again, it goes back to making you realise, you know, what a little gem that we've got here. And, um, very polished in his interviews when he after the game. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so it's, it's the uh, media training that, that was given to him two and a half years ago on three points. Well, there you go. Yeah, set him up, isn't it? So all, all of that considered, if we're we're okay with that, that is an average of seven point five four. Ooh, Joe was close, wasn't he? So I've got a feeling, and this sounds like it could be set up, doesn't it? But I've got a feeling that might be Joe. Yeah, let's have a look. Wash your wash your looking. so so close, Joe. Joe was seven point five, but we did have a spot on. Liam Comley oh, got wow. seven point five four. So he Fair was play. on the money. Right. So here's 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 the rules of get of you claiming your gift. You have to DM us on Twitter or email at 3piapc at gmail.com with your address and we will send you the beer mat. Okay, because uh, Matt did try and hand over three beer mats in the concourse yesterday, and unfortunately it didn't happen because uh yeah, it's, everyone's on a different time schedule and things like that. So I think we're going to have to send these out. Um, yeah, so we and, I mean, that. if always happy that if someone wants to meet me kind of two o'clock in the concourse of the South Stand, then not not a problem. You can always arrange that through the DM. But yeah, um, yeah if not, that's the only way we can get there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll absolutely I'll send Joe one as well. Get your address, Joe. We'll send you one over. Um, so and yeah, Liam, okay. Liam, I went at eight as well, mate. I thought um, he got his spot on last night. Um, I also just just wanted to add, and I know he, he will have got a bit of bad press, uh, certainly from his home fans as well, Ben Rammer, but really nice touch in the, the lineup before the game where he was shaking hands with all the City mascots, um, making a fuss of them. So for them on that big day to be Premier League players and players that they'll have seen on match of the day, I thought that was a really nice touch from him. They've announced the fourth round ticket prices at Ashton Gate for yeah. Forest or Blackpool. Um, adults ten pounds, Dolman Stand Centre fifteen pounds, Lansdowne Stand Wings twenty pounds, and Centre twenty five. So ten pound tickets available, Matt, uh, for adults and over 
uh, over 65s, and then under 19s, under 12s, all under £10, £5 cheapest prices. So I think they've got that got that spot on. Yeah, I think it's, it's, if I'm right, it's the same pricing structure as, as with the West End game. So fair fair play to the club. And, you know, again, I understand you, you know, need, need to make the money, and but you want a full Ashton Gate, a bouncing like last night. So... Um, yeah, credit credit to the club for for getting the the pricing right again. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Okay, lovely stuff. Um, I think that uh, brings us brings us to the end of the podcast, Matt. And uh, yeah, Joe, all the best for for Friday. Thank you for for coming back on. And you, you there's no sort of return leg, is there? There's no coming back to play. How how and when will you come back to Bristol Bears and and play against them at in Bristol? Uh, that will go down to what competitions we both qualify qualify for this year. And uh, to be honest, I don't want it to happen. I don't fancy going <laughs> back and playing Bristol at Ashton Gate. So I'm actually so I'm playing against Bristol Friday night, and then the following week Bristol got Bath Ashton Gate, and I'm gonna fly back oh, to watch nice. that. Might be first time I'm back. Watch. I can't I can't miss the Bristol Bath game no matter what club I pay for. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. but this is not too happy because we actually got a week off. So we play Friday night. And we've got he's like ten days off, and we're going to Tenerife. But I'm flying from Tenerife to Ashton Gate basically for the bath game. So I've got the holiday. <laughs> That's so, but, but, she, what you leaving her, leaving her in Tenerife? Bristol, like the boy, yeah. <laughs> nah, she's she she's actually refusing to go to the game. She's she's actually going to see her friends while I go watch the game. All ah, right, so yeah, she gets to see her friends as well. So it's yeah. all good. Brilliant. Well, we'll be back um, on Sunday, Bristol City versus Watford. If you are going to the Watford game, then uh, please try and be in your seats for 2.45 to welcome back on some of the uh, the, the Liverpool game squad from uh, 1994 uh, to welcome them onto the pitch, uh, which will be a great moment, I'm sure. And, uh, and yeah, we'll be back then. But Joe, thank you as always for coming on the podcast. Glad you're still able to watch Bristol City and uh, keep up to speed with with all the developments at Ashton Gate and uh, yeah we'll, we'll catch up soon mate cheers lads it's nice to hear some Bristol accents as well I've not heard a few in a while so <laughs> legend thank you Joe cheers mate cheers Matt cheers, take care, care. cheers everyone see you mate bye 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 for now.